0: A new world is coming, governed by new and different laws. One day soon, the heavens and the earth will pass away, and a new world will be created. What will existence be like in this new age? Who will inhabit this new world, where the old laws of decay and death will be replaced by the new laws of endless vitality and happiness? Please join us for the world to come. Welcome back, my friend. We're talking about the world to come. We're talking about God creating a new heaven and a new earth. We're talking about God creating a new cosmos. And this is described in the scriptures. God is going to have a brand new world with brand new people. And you can be a part of this. Would you come in the Bible to 2 Peter chapter 3? And verse seven. Now I have lots of folks who say when they hear this, never knew about this before, never heard this in church, and didn't know about these scientific truths. Well, just listen because you'll hear things at the Carter Report that you're not going to hear anywhere else. Second Peter chapter three and verse seven. But the heavens and the earth, which are now preserved by the same word, are reserved for fire until the day of judgment and perdition of ungodly men. The Bible says that there is coming a day of total destruction by fire and the heavens are going to be destroyed. Now if you look at verse 10 and verse 13, it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. People are not going to be ready. They're not going to be expecting this amazing event. The day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night in which the heavens will pass away with a great noise. That's talking about the stellar heavens. Atmosphere too. Whole, whole whole lot of it, it says. The heavens will pass away with a great noise and the elements will melt with fervent heat. The cosmos catches on fire. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. And verse 13 says, and this is the good news, nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for new heavens and a new earth in which righteousness dwells. Listen, I tell you stuff here, I know it's pretty heavy. People say, I don't hear this sort of stuff in church. Talk about science, the Bible and prophecy. Yes, we do. We don't tell people who come to the Carter Report to check their brains in at the door. We say bring your brains with you and you can think about these things and you can question these things. Now, in the first segment of this program, we spoke about the vastness of the universe. Two trillion galaxies. Each galaxy consists of 200 billion blazing suns. Trillions of planets. But the Bible tells us that this whole thing had a beginning. A um, scientists call it the big bang you can call it what you like but there was a time when there was nothing there was no time and all of a sudden the vast universe was created and since then it has been expanding at a tremendous velocity going out out and out therefore it is doomed to destruction and the bible says that when the human race so violate this planet when they destroy this planet with terrible gases and nuclear wars, which are described in the book of Revelation. When these things happen, the Bible says that almighty God will step into the history of the human race for the second time. And the Bible says almighty God, the great prime mover, the one who started the whole thing, He's going to create new heavens and a new earth. Not oblivion, but a new glorious creation. The question is that comes into my mind today is what will it be like? If there's going to come a new creation, what on earth is it going to be like? The Bible says it's going to be a creation, no sin, no pain and no death. Now please come to the words of Christ, the Son of God, the creator of the universe. In John chapter 11, and verse 25 and 26. John chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, though he may die, listen to this, though he may die, he shall live. And whoever lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? Last night I was talking to a friend on the phone. And the friend said to me, um, when I die, that's, that's it. I'm finished. I know this. I said, no, no, that's not the end. You can live for, oh, that's just what you want to believe. No, it's not just what I want to believe. I believe it, not because I want to believe it. I believe it because it is the truth, you see. The hardest thing to pry open is a closed, bigoted mind. Did you know this? There are plenty of bigoted religious people and plenty of bigoted people who call themselves atheists. I was flying back to Australia with United sat down, ladies sitting beside me, drinking all the time. <laughs> drank for 14 and a half hours in the flight couldn't stop drinking i had to help her up and get her bag down at the end of the flight she said what do you do i told her what i did and she was openly scornful i don't believe i don't believe any of this stuff i said what do you do i'm a producer from hollywood oh well that's fine that's good many wonderful people come out of hollywood i told her i was a believer she said a stupid i said uh, can I talk to you about the anthropic principle? <laughs> can I talk to you about the strong nuclear force, the weak nuclear force, <laughs> gravity and electromagnetism and the balance? One in a trillion in it. I don't want to hear that stuff. don't want to hear that stuff. I want to be comfortable in my atheism. You know what you call that? That's religious bigotry because atheism is another religion. And unfortunately, there are just as many bigoted atheists as there are bigoted uh, religionists who call themselves Christians, you see. But the Bible tells us if you study the scriptures, it describes the creation of the universe. But God is going to make a new heaven and a new earth. And Jesus said, no more death. Have you heard of the second law of thermodynamics? Have you heard of this? The second law, go and Google it. The second law of thermodynamics. You know what it teaches? Everything breaks down, everything tends towards disorder. Okay? Look at your children's bedrooms and you'll believe in thermodynamics. Everything breaks down, everything decays. We could not live without it, it fuels the fires in our bodies. Everything in the universe, the sun, is operating on the law of thermodynamics. Everything is breaking down, burning up, dying. That's the law of death. We're a part of it. We can't escape from it. Everything comes to an end. But Jesus said, one day, I'm going to create new heavens and a new earth. And then he said, um, If you believe in me, even though you die, you are going to live for eternity. So this tells me that this new creation is going to be a world that is not ruled by the law of of decay and death. There's going to be no sin and therefore there is going to be no death. You think of it living for eternity, being fresh as a daisy every morning and full of vim and vigour. <laughs> or as Norma Tico used to say, full of women vigour. I, um, I recently visited a hospital in Thousand Oaks where I live, live in beautiful Thousand Oaks in Southern California. I went to see a good man, a good friend, uh, Really good person. He used to come to these meetings, he used to sit there. I tell you I still miss him. I'm going to miss him for a long, long time, Paul Horton. I visited him time after time, but I couldn't talk to him. You know why? He was unconscious. Then he died. But it's not over with Paul. I want you to know that. Paul Horton one day is going to wake up, he's going to be a young man, he's going to be strong, he's going to be full of youth. He will not be controlled by the second law of thermodynamics his body will not break down his body will not tend towards disintegration but he will be a young person and so an unbeliever says to me i can't believe this can't believe this can't understand it oh dear you can't understand it are you kidding me how much do we understand how many here in this room understand uh Einstein's theory of relativity. I understand a little bit of it. I understand enough of it to know how much I don't understand. E equals MC squared. A lot of things I don't understand, but I accept them because they are the truth. The person who says, I won't believe in anything until I accept. uh, I understand everything. will never believe in anything. But the day is going to come in a new world order where there'll be no hospitals and no doctors. And well, have you got something against doctors? No doctors, no funerals.-hmm, no deaths. This is the world to come. Let me tell you folks something, but no death is not good news if the quality of life is really bad. Who wants to live if you're in pain, psychologically, mentally, physically? Who wants to live on for eternity if every day's a hell, and it is a hell for so many people. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 16 and 17. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17. Therefore, we do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, that's true, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. The Bible says it's going to be a state of glory. And it's going to be glory on top of glory. Look at Revelation 21 verses 1 and 3. And please turn to the texts. Looking up the texts will do you good. Revelation 21 verses 1 and 3. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. That's the whole thing. Also there was no more sea. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying... Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. So the Bible says God is not going to just patch up this old world. Uh, We've got a pretty nice house here in Thousand Oaks, but it's like the owners, it's getting on. (laughs) And when you get on a bit, you know what starts to happen? No, I don't, I'm not. Saying I'm breaking down. Uh, what I'm telling you is, you sometimes start to get a few creaks. You meet somebody and they say, You know, you know the old man who went to the doctor <laughs> because his leg was really bad, hurting? Had a bad leg. And the doctor said, Tommy said, It's because of your age. He said, My leg's bad because of my age, doctor. Yeah, because of your age. Well, he said the other leg's just as old and it's doing just fine. Okay. (laughs) But folks, the day is coming when things are going to be good. Revelation 21, 4 and 5. Revelation 21, 4 and 5. God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death nor sorrow, nor crying. There shall be no more pain for the former things have passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things, all things. He makes all things, not renews it. He makes all things new. And he said to me, write, these words are true and faithful. So God's not going to patch it up. He's not going to put a new coat of paint on the old building. He's not going to put on some uh, marble sinks and a few things like that and fix up the bathroom. The Bible says he's going to make everything new. And he's going to make his people new. Every day will be glory. This is a great old hymn. But all my labors and trials are o'er. And I'm safe on that beautiful shore. Just to be near the dear Lord I adore. Will through the ages be what? Glory for me. Mm. Friends will be there I've loved long ago. Joy like a river around me will flow. Yet just a smile from my Savior I know. Will through the ages be glory for me. Then the chorus, oh that will be. Like me to sing it? No. Oh that will be. Glory for me, glory for me, glory for me. When by His grace I shall look on His face, that will be glory, be glory for me. So, the day is coming. This is not pie in the sky and the sweet by and by. This is not religious talk. I teach these things because my faith is based upon evidence. If your faith is based upon what you want it to be, then you are deceived. An intelligent faith is got to rest upon evidence. And I want you to know i got evidence to believe. I don't believe just because I'm paid to believe or because I feel like I want to believe. I believe it's because it is the reasonable thing to do. It's the smart thing. No more tears. No more sorrow no cancers no pain no stillbirths no disappointments no end glory for me Romans 8:18 8, look at it Romans 8:18 8, for i consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory that shall be revealed in us nothing you've got here can com- uh, can't even compare come, can't come near it with the glory Romans 8.21 Romans 8.21 Because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption. This earth is in the bondage of corruption, even the animals. It's going to be delivered into the glorious liberty of the children of God. So it's going to be marvelous. Deliverance from bondage. Uh, My old Roman Catholic father, uh, who was an altar boy in the Catholic Church in Australia, who finally found the gospel of Christ after a life of disillusionment and sorrow and pain and fear of the flame. He found Christ and was saved at last. My old mother who taught me to pray. Every day I went out to school as a high school boy, she'd say, come on, John, have a prayer. Didn't like it much, but it saved my soul. Parents who can't pray with their children are not doing the right thing by their children. Kids need prayer today. My old friend, uh, Dr. Graham Bradford, how could you not like that faith? Great theologian, great scholar, Great preacher, great Christian, honest as the day is long. People said to him, well, you know, Dr. Bradford, you're not going to get promoted unless you give up those ideas. He said, I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. Fancy being a minister who couldn't preach what he knew was the truth because he wanted to get promoted. Goodness me. I mean, what what a crazy, sick way of thinking. But This man was my best friend. We used to talk a lot on the phone and discuss theology. (laughs) Well, he's resting in Christ. He's going to be delivered. My friend Tom Ludowisi, could you not like that face? What a great guy. Tom Ludawisi, who led me to Christ when I was 17 years of age. Became head chaplain, Sydney Adventist Hospital. Loved all through that part of the world. Sydney Adventist Hospital. It's one of the greatest hospitals that you'd find anywhere. One of the greatest private hospitals in the world. Huge hospital. Tom took care of the spiritual needs. He was my buddy. He's going to be delivered. And that will be glory for me. And for them, John fourteen one to 3, look at it again. John fourteen one to 3, look at it again. Jesus said, let not your heart be troubled. You worried? Jesus said, you worried? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. That's okay. But believe also in me, in my father's house. That's not up there on Mars. <laughs> it's not out there in the Andromeda. Galaxy, anything like that? No, no, no. It's beyond time and space. God is not a part of time and space. We don't believe in pantheism, you see. Don't believe in that nonsense. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. and If I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am there you may be also. So you don't need to worry if you have true faith in God. If you don't have true faith in God, you've got a lot of things to be worried about because you turn on the television, goodness me, I say to Beverly, turn it off. She Don't you want to know what's going on? Oh, I know what's going on. You look at what's happening in Washington. People say, oh, it's great. Oh, is it? And around the world, what's happening? In fact, one of the leaders of the nation who advises the president said, you don't want to know what's going on. You couldn't sleep if you knew what was going on. But I know what's going on. Jesus is coming. The most amazing truth is this. Not what I've told you about the Big Bang and relativity and all that stuff that most of us can't understand anyhow, including me. The most amazing truth is this, that the God-man from the Father's house was born of a peasant girl. Bit hard to believe, isn't it? Born of a peasant girl. He was the creator of the universe. and He died on a cross to save my soul. That's the greatest truth. When you get to know that God, you become a different person. You won't be a niggly, critical, narrow-minded little religious bigot because a big God will redeem your soul. There was a little girl lost in the great city of London that I love very much. And uh, this happened more than 100 years ago. She was lost and she was crying. She was found by a Bobby. You know what a, who a Bobby is? That's a London policeman with those great hats. And the policeman said, little girl, do you know such and such a place? No, do you don't know. No. They didn't know how to get her home. And then the policeman with a spark of genius, flash of genius, he said, do you know St. Paul's Cathedral? The great, great church. Yeah, later on it was bombed by the Nazis but survived. Do you know St. Paul's? The, you know the church, the big church with the cross on the top? And a little face lit up, and she said, Oh, yes, yes, yes. I know the cross. Take me to the cross, and then I can find my way home. If you want to get home, you don't get home by way of Mount Sinai. That tells you what a mess we've made of things. You get home by way of the cross that tells us that God loves us. Think about it. You know, our brains are so slow. We're so dumb-witted. We're so superstitious. We're so stupid. Can't stay off our cell phones for one second. That's because we got brain damage. Not laughing. I'm not laughing. This is serious business. We're not laughing about brain damage. But if we could only realise that the one who made the cosmos, who lived for billions and trillions of years, in Christ he became a man. And he was born of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Can you believe it? God came down and was... Cradled in the womb of a girl for nine months. And then, I guess with crying and pain, he came into the world. Then he went to the cross. He say, I don't understand it. Some things you don't need to understand, but you need to believe this, that God loves you. The great God who made the stars loves you. Don't harden your heart. That is... Foolishness beyond degree. I'm not going to believe. I'm smart. No, you're not smart. To turn from Christ is the dumbest thing a man can ever do. But to believe in Christ and trust in Christ and take Christ into the heart, that opens the door to the Father's house and it gives us a guarantee. Wait for it. It gives us <laughs> a guarantee of a mansion in the world to come when God makes all things new. So in this today, we see a revelation of God's goodness. And as you go home today, know this, God loves you. And Jesus is preparing a home for you in glory, amen. There's only one thing that really counts in this lifetime, your relationship to Christ. And then if you have a right relationship with Christ, you wanna tell people about Christ. That's why Jesus said, go into all the world, and preach the gospel to every creature. By the grace of God, we're going to do that. We are doing that. That is why we're going back to Cuba, to this communist land, to preach Christ. We're accepting an invitation to go to the the vast, uh, huge city of Manila, the capital of the Philippines. Been there before, but by the grace of God, we're going back. Please support us and please stand with us in the preaching of the everlasting gospel. You say, how do you do it? Who who pays the bills? We do. Do you get any help, financial help from the church? No, my friend, we don't. But we get a lot of help from God and from his children. Please support us in the preaching of the everlasting gospel. It's the most important work in all the world everything else is almost trivia so would you please write to me john carter post office box 1900 thousand oaks california nine one three five eight do your best for jesus do your best for the gospel and in australia write to me at terrigal and we promise you this every dime every dollar Is going to be used to win souls to our Lord Jesus Christ. Please write to me today. Thank you and God bless you. For a copy of today's program, please contact us at P.O. Box 1900, Thousand Oaks, California, 91358